0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, happy Monday, and how you doing? Eh, it's okay. It's a typical Monday. So, all right, Nate. As always, and as everybody knows, I like to start the podcast off with a question. It's, um, I think it's, I, I mean, it's a little bit different now that you know we have the lockout, and I hope everybody sticks with us again through this lockout. We saw, um, I, I think. I feel like everybody's kind of done with baseball um, in a sense, and I, and I understand that. But, guys, I promise we're going to have some really fun content uh, coming out in the upcoming weeks and months, however long this lockout goes on for. So, it, yeah, hang on with us. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But let's get to that question that I had for you, Nate. It's not really a question, actually. I guess it's more of a comment. But grade the Angels offseason so far.
1: Off season so far. <sighs>
0: B. Is that better or worse than you've given in the past?
1: I think last year I gave a C plus, so it's a little bit better.
0: It's not a B minus. That's good. So it's a step up. I, I would agree with you there.
1: Uh, I, I think that they uh, they went out and spent some money on some starting pitchers. I I'm a huge Noah Syndergaard fan. I love Noah Syndergaard. I just hated the one-year contract. I think that you and I are both on the same page there. Um, I love the Michael Lorenzen signing, seeing the money and just the role that he could play where, you know, it allows the Angels to keep maybe Sam Bachman in the the minor leagues for an extra couple months or or, um, other potential guys in the minor leagues for a little bit. And if he pitches really well, that's great. It's a steal for us. And if he pitches okay, then we can send him to the bullpen and let him be a, a really good uh, guy to possibly get us you know, six outs or, or three important outs. So I really like that signing. I think that they're – I would love to see him. Oh, and Aaron Loop. How can you forget forget Aaron Loop? He's been dominant the last two years. Um, really good from the left side. I would love to see him possibly go get another lefty to help him out. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've had a pretty solid offseason season. Uh, some things to to still do though, it it could get to an A in my mind if they get a really good shortstop who picks it I don't really care as much about the offense, yes it's still a big deal but if the guy can play really good defense and pick it you know, that's going to be so huge for our pitchers and I was doing some research too, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going off this tangent but Syndergaard, Lorenzen Sandoval, ground ball guys, Sandoval's a big strikeout guy too as well but those guys are getting a lot of ground ball outs, and so if you have shortstops that aren't necessarily making errors, but but can't get to balls that maybe some of these really good shortstops can get to, um, that's the difference between giving up, you know, a hit in an inning, which could lead to a, a two or three run homer, rather than getting it an out and possibly getting out of the inning, or just giving up a solo bomb. So I really think that that's important. You can't just kind of. Short change, shortstop, and and hope that the guy just does good enough. I think you really got to get somebody there who can who can pick it.
0: Yeah, I agree with the shortstop. I I really do. I think that's a position you build your you build your team around that uh, any any position up the middle, you know, except for I mean, yes, even pitcher, but. On the offensive side of things, that's that's definitely what you build your team around and, and the defensive side of things is those positions up the middle. Catcher, shortstop, second base, and center field. And, I mean, you look at it, Mike Trout, David Fletcher, and Max Stassi, and then whoever else you want to throw as a platoon guy with Max Stassi, I'm, I'm not upset about that at all. I mean, Mike Trout definitely brings it up a notch with everybody, but I, I would not be upset with that up the middle. And then you look at the corners and it gets, I mean, heck, even better than that. So, yeah, it, is it weird that I start every off season at an A and it just drops from there? Yes. That,
1: that is very weird.
0: Is that weird? Let's
1: okay. hope.
0: hope. No, no. I mean, I, I start every off season at an A for all the teams though. And then like, you know, you kind of find your way in from there. Like most people started as a C I guess. And then work from there. Everybody for me starts as an A. So I'm with you. I, I, um,
1: I give everyone an F and work from there because that's fine. if they have, if they've, They've either lost guys that they need to uh, get, or they haven't lost anyone, but they probably didn't just win the World Series, so they have to get better. And you know, it's hard to, to be at an A when you haven't done anything to get better.
0: Well, I do the opposite of you then. When you think about it, right? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean that's what I do. I, I'm at a, uh, I'm at a B, you know, at 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 this point. I'm with you on this. I, I know we agree on a lot of stuff, but I, I'm with you on this. I, I, I can I give two answers? It's it's a. It's a it's a C from a fan standpoint, and I understand why they haven't gotten that big name pitcher, even though, no Cindergard's that big name pitcher that they've been getting for, and they haven't boosted the bullpen. And I and as as I'm being sarcastic with everybody, I, I still, as a fan, give it a C. I I do. I think that you're you're in that realm there, and it could get better. Um, from a Jared standpoint, and I know everybody hates the Jared standpoint. It's an A. it it, it is, you know, you have to, you know, they they brought back Iglesias, they really haven't lost any big pieces at all, they haven't lost any big pieces when you look at it, in fact, all the pieces that they've lost haven't, you know, didn't contribute to the team, so I'm sticking with my A, you know, they've been in, in, they've gotten better in the bullpen with Aaron Luke uh, signing one of the best, you know, probably the second best reliever on the market, give or take a couple guys in that mix, and then um, getting back the best reliever on the market in Rysel Iglesias. Um, and then a bunch of the little acquisitions. I, I do like the Tyler Wade acquisition. I think they've gotten uh, Andrew Vasquez as well. So I, I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic, I think, is, is where we're at. So guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best Angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, if you... Would like to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us what you like about our podcast so we can keep doing it. Uh, if you want to follow us or join us for talking Fans, shoot us a message on Talking Halos. Uh, you can shoot myself a message and also follow uh, Jared underscore Tims on Twitter. And always follow Nate Green on Twitter at NateGreen34. So, Nate, let's get back to some fan mail, if that's okay with you. So the first one comes from Jack Ois. I think is how you say it, um, Jack. I apologize if I said it wrong. If that's your actual name, uh, you can make one trade with, which is more important given the current roster: an above league average shortstop or an above league average starting pitcher. Did you get that? Yeah. Okay.
1: So th- this is a really tough question because I think that they're actually connected, as odd as that sounds, because in order to trade for um, a pitcher, you need a shortstop because the biggest pieces the Angels have are young shortstops. Yes, you don't you could move Adele or Marsh, but you really don't want to have to move um, anyone from the big league roster. So I think that the best thing to do would go tr- be trade for a starting pitcher and sign a shortstop because the market for starting pitchers is absolutely ridiculous. Like we are seeing guys who are league average players getting 20 plus million dollars a year, $25 million a year. I can go get a league average shortstop for $7 million. Like I can go get Jonathan VR for like $7, 8000000 million. And that's league average shortstop right there. So, I just think it makes way too much sense to go trade for a pitcher. And then, you know, if Carlos Cray or Trevor Story wants to come be a part of something special, that's great. We can work something out. Trevor Story is going to be a little bit cheaper. uh, Probably stick at shortstop long-term, which makes sense for the Angels. But um, So, yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's hand-in-hand. I I think, to answer the question exactly, you you trade for pitching. Um, I, I don't think a shortstop needs to be required, this offseason at least, um, but you, you, you trade for pitching at this point. You, you, with what we have in this uh, this market, whenever this, is, this market resumes, uh, Robbie Ray got overpaid, Kevin Gosman got overpaid, Max Scherzer got way overpaid. I mean, if you want to date it back to last year, Trevor Bauer got extremely overpaid. Like, that's just... Mentioning his name. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's just what the market is, that and it is what it is, and you have to work around that. And the Angels have had to work around that for a while. And then you also have to bring up the the piece that everybody tries to get more out of the Angels for pitching. That's always how it's going to be. Every agent that you look at, and even even I think teams are smart enough not to do that at this point, but every agent will go to the Angels and ask for, and I'm sure Boris did this for Scherzer this year. You're gonna give my client three for one fifty, and Perry laughed at him and walked away. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure that's where the numbers started at. Um, and the Angels offered a lot less than that, and, I, and I'll let you know that right now. And I'm sure there wasn't a huge talking point, but you know, so so be it in that in that category. I I would guess they were closer to the three to a hundred to three to one ten on Scherzer, but every agent is gonna to come to the Angels and and because every agent knows what the Angels need, and what the Angels want, and who Artie Moreno is, and they're going to always ask for more for their client, and, and that's understandable, and I and I get that, but yeah, it's answer the question, uh, trade for pitching, uh, sign a shortstop, so good question, on to our next one, next one comes from Coyote21, do you think the Angels will re-sign Shohei Otani, for all intents and purposes, we're going to call it an extension, so do we think that the Angels will extend Shohei Otani, Nate?
1: Um, I think they will. I think that he's got too big of a name to to not re-sign. I know you and I said that the first order of business would be to trade him. But I just think that fan perception is a big, big deal with the Angels. And to lose a guy who has been a superstar for them um, for a year, maybe a year and a half, um, would, would just be devastating to the franchise. So I think they do re-sign him. Um, it's going to be the hardest contract in history to figure out because how much is he worth how long is he going to be worth that um and and how long does he even want to play here so there's a lot of moving pieces with that one but I think they do
0: yeah I think at the end of the day they they do as well they find a way to get it done um then the next question moving on from that is, do we think that he helps the Angels long-term? And that's that's a tough question for me to answer. Actually, that question wasn't involved, but I, I'm going to add that question in because it's it's a huge thing. But it's it's tough to give guys big contracts nowadays. It it really, really is. So I think it gets done. I think Artie gets it done just because from a business standpoint. Um, you have to understand what he's worth. Uh, and even if he's not worth that on the field, so be it. Uh, all of the Albert Pujols contract, but hey, I mean, you, you make it work. You, you go from there. Shohei Tony's an amazing player. I, I just don't know where it, an extension starts. I really don't. You you said it. It's tough. Like it is incredibly tough. I, I have no clue. I wish I did, but it's it's very difficult. You know, you have to count it. Like, is he going to be a pitcher long term? Is he going to hit long term? Can he do both long term? Like, I just I don't know the answer to that yet. And I, I think we need to see him a little bit longer. Like, if he does this again. Where he has an amazing first half and a lackluster second half. I, I just don't I don't know. <laughs> like I can't even start to fathom what a what an extension looks like for for Otani. So fantastic question. I think we're gonna get asked that question a million times more. I think we're gonna debate this question a million times more. So I mean keep your ears out. You you never know what you're gonna hear. So next question comes from our good friend Chris 14149. Nate, is this your burner by chance? I wish. Okay. I wish I had a burner. The reason why I asked you that, because I think you've asked me about this trade 18 times, but Chris asked it as well. Uh, He says, Adele Canning Jackson for Luis Castillo. Sound like a fair deal?
1: I've asked you that because I thought that's where it would start. I think that the Reds are gonna ask for more, and that's why I'm out on Luis Castillo. I, I think the Reds are gonna want one more piece.
0: I agree and I think that people are shortchanging Joe Adele like I don't I don't know if we see the full potential of Joe Adele next year I think we see him get better next year but I don't I really don't think we see his full potential until he's like 26 and he's gonna absolutely start raking and it's gonna be really amazing so I just don't want to let go of Joe Adele yet he, for any price you know I'm a big Jeremiah Jackson fan I've seen him play I think that he's an absolute stud uh, as long as the angels don't mess with the swing too much I think he's an absolute stud. Uh, that opposite field power is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, the power in gen- general is unbelievable. I think he can stick a shortstop. And heck, if you need him to play second base or third base or even a corner outfield in a pinch, I can almost guarantee you he can do it because he is one of the most athletic baseball players I've seen in a long, long time. So I think I think that trade is close. I think it's a good talking point. I just wouldn't, like, I value Joe Adele a lot higher than most people will because I've seen Joe Adele at his best, and it is unbelievable and you guys are probably saying, eh, you saw it in the minor leagues, do it in the major leagues." And and I agree with that. You know, we we will see that. We will. We but I think that a lot of people have the Joe Adele notion of the ball hitting off, you know, his head or the ball like it's a Jose Canseco notion in it and it kind of kills me because I know that he is a, such a better player than than what we saw in 2020 and 2020 was such a difficult season and there's you can't take anything away from 2020. So it's actually I Absolutely. So just for for people to understand, this is how much the Reds value Luis
1: Castillo. After Glaber Torres really, really good year in twenty nineteen, the Reds said the Yankees called and asked for Luis Castillo and the Reds said, Gleyber Torres and and they filled in the blank with two other guys. <laughs> Gleyber Torres was twenty two years old at the time and coming off a thirty plus home run season, playing really good second base. They thought he could play shortstop. Like they are going
0: to shoot for the moon with this trade. Yeah, and I I'm in full agreement with you. And I just don't think it's it's worth it. I think there's a right trade out there, just like there's right contracts to sign. But I don't know if a Luis Castillo is is the right trade. You know, I I would lean more towards seeing what John Means cost or somebody along the lines of that. So great, Chris, who is it? Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett. I I like a guy with a little bit more. Um, a little bit more left on his contract than Bassett, but I'm all for it. I like the Funk. I, I really like Bassett, and I don't think it's going to cost you all that much, though, for one year. Are the Angels really in it? You know, next year—that's the question you got to ask, and and I don't know yet. I don't know. So, fantastic question, comment, trade um, proposal to us. I, I really like that. If anybody else wants to throw out those trade proposals, they're fun to go over. So, next question comes from another good friend here, um, Flop Lag. Fantastic, dude! Our followers have the most insane ats, whatever they're called, hashtags. I don't know. I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old for this. He had names. I'm getting way too old for this. I, I I don't know what anything means anymore. But um, question from him says, where do you think insert blank picture of a player will sign? Uh, I think more of a fun question there. But let's actually insert. Let's let's actually insert those blanks of a blank picture. Um, because it's actually really funny that everybody is changing their pictures of that, and they baseball has no pictures anymore. But um, I'll, I'll start this off, and I think, insert blank, is, um, ooh, I'll say Carlos Correa, and I think he's going to go to the Yankees for some strange reason. I don't know why. I, I, I hope I fooled everybody by saying Carlos Correa to the Angels. But I think is going to the Yankees. Nate, what do you got?
1: Carlos Correa. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to stay in the same area. Hands up a Red Sox. I,
0: I thought you were going to say Pirate. but
1: No, they, they move Bogarts to third. They move Devers to first. Oh,
0: that's a scary lineup, man.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. a scary lineup. So, great, uh, great question there. I love answering those questions for anybody. So... Next questions come from Cody Keen. What's up, Cody? A um, couple questions here. We'll take it one by one. How interested is Chris Bryant? How interested in Chris Bryant are the Angels? Sorry, I can't talk tonight. I think we answered this last time, but we can continue to talk about this. Nate, answer that for us.
1: Yeah, I think that it's just a name being thrown out there. Scott Boris likes as many people um, in on these guys as possible, and the more teams that hear some teams that like to spend money are in on his people, the better. So I think that the Angels are just his scapegoat team because the Angels typically don't deal with Scott Boris, which is kind of funny because the Angels always are linked to a Scott Boris client. So I think that it's more of just, hey, Chris played with Joe, loved him. Let's throw the Angels out there and, you know, maybe the Mariners because the Mariners have been very involved with Chris Bryant so far. They hear, oh, no, the Angels, like we can't have him going in our division. Our five for
0: one twenty-five just went to five for one forty. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement there. I, we do have more Chris Bryant questions from Cody, so we'll, I guess we'll kind of keep that one. Probably could have been our last question, but so be it. Um, next question is: Could we possibly sign Bryant to play right field or left field, then trade Adele or Marsh in a package for Castillo? Nate, we just talked about this. Let's 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 take out Castillo this time. Sorry, Cody. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Modify your question a little bit and put in Marquez because I know you love Herman Marquez. What about what do you what says you then? Do you want Chris Bryant to the Angels and then trade for Herman Marquez?
1: I mean, I'd absolutely love to do that. I think that the Rockies have said they're in the market for a, an outfielder who can hit Joe Adele would make sense for them, and you could let Bryant, Marsh, and Trout work in the outfield there, but. I don't know how much – so this question is going to depend on what happens with the CBA and how much money, if it goes up at all, and if it goes up, how much is already willing to spend. I know he's always said that he is willing to spend as much money as he thinks will make them a winner. So that, that's the biggest thing is will will he say, okay, our typical number is about 180, 185 – I'll go to 210-220 because the new number is 240, and I'll go sign Chris Bryant and trade for Jamal Marcus.
0: Yeah, no, it's I, um, kind of interesting that you mentioned he will pay for a winner, yet the Angels haven't really gone all out lately. Like, we haven't seen them go full Dodgers. I wonder if that means that Artie doesn't think they're all that close. As I'm, i kind of stirring the pot here. Is is that No, okay. no I, I think you're
1: 100 percent right. I think part of it was the Albert Pujols contract did not go as he thought it was going to. I thought, I think he thought Albert Pujols was going to be a 300 hitter and a 35 to 40 home run every single year, and he was going to be an All Star every single year. And they were going to be like, Hey, we have Trout, we have Pujols, who's
0: who's been really good for us. Well, now I can go get one more guy. Well, Trout he wasn't even, if, Trout wasn't even in the conversation at that point. He was. Uh, he he was supposed to be. Um... AJ Pollock. I don't know what to compare him to.
1: But you understand
0: what yes, I'm saying. Yes, 100.
1: And as the pool holes contract got worse and worse, it was like, we don't want to be the Mets of the past four years and try and buy our way out of mistakes. Because when you try and buy your way out of mistakes, you typically make more mistakes, and you end up being,
0: um, you end up being <laughs> the Mets. Yeah, I guess the Mets, the, the Cowboys, the uh, the New York Giants. I don't know who else to compare them to, but those are the football teams I compare the them to. Cowboys for sure, but yeah, the Mets. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm sorry, I had to stir the pot there a little bit. Let's get on to our next question. I I I, li- I like I like the answer. I just had to kind of stir the pot there a little bit, and and I agree. You know, I think that. The Albert Pujols contract obviously didn't work out how he wanted it to. Um, It got them the money that they needed uh, for the future. So there is that. I guess you can take positives away from that. And I think Albert Pujols was a fantastic player and he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. So uh, last question here from Cody. I guess he's got two more, but I'll combine it into one. Could Justin Upton be used at first base in 2022? Could we possibly see... Uh, Justin Upton get traded to free up roster space? Um, I'll answer that. I know we've talked about this before on this podcast. I definitely think we could see Upton at first base. I know, Nate, you don't think it's an easy position to play, and I agree with that. I think first base is a tough position to play, but I think that Justin Upton could could do that, and I, I definitely think that we could see Justin Upton get traded to free up roster space. Uh, he's just got to clear it <laughs> when it's all said and done. So great questions there from from Cody. Uh, next question comes from Troutani21. Do you think Carlos Rodon would be a good fit for the Halo, for the Halos, Nate?
1: Absolutely not. I'm not a Carlos Rodon guy. He's been hurt so much in his career. Um, former top prospect, former, you know, supposed to be the next Clayton Kershaw, insert really good pitcher's name here. And, yeah, he was there for about, you know, three months this year, which is great. He had a really good year, but... Again, he got hurt, and I believe he has Scott Boris as his agent, which we typically don't do business with. And knowing Scott, he's going to say 1 for 30, 1 for 25. And it's like, Carl Shredon is not a 1 for 30 guy. Like He's just not. He's a 1 for 15 max.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's tough to give uh, anybody that one-year deal, but when you look at it, it's a one-year deal, Nate, and the Angels have been linked to those one-year deals if I have to play devil ad- devil's advocate. Um, he asked also uh, the dollar figure for Rodon. I think we kind of mentioned that a little bit as well. I wouldn't pay Rodon over 15 million either. I know that you know you look at the upside, which is a big Angels thing, and, and I think that Rodon's a good fit for the Angels because of what they build around and that's a six-man rotation we talked about it a little bit last time that six-man rotation is is what they build around you know like you you get guys that you hope are going to be good you know a michael Lorenzen. you get guys that aren't going to eat innings that are going to you know be good for that 130 innings and hopefully make it to the playoffs and that's the angels goal at this minute is to hopefully make it to the playoffs and and to go full circle i think that that's why the six-man rotation is is really tough for the angels and then to finally bring it full circle, I again I think that Carlos Rodon fits the Angels. Do I want him to be an Angel? That's a tough question. You know, I I, I think if <laughs> you can dream on him being what he was in that three months, Nate, for one year, I do it. You know, um, however, I don't know what he is. I really don't. I not only have I not seen him enough, I just I don't think he's all that good. I, I'm kind of with you on that. He almost got he almost got DFA'd. He almost got non-tendered. Actually, I think he might have got DFA'd. And um,
1: uh, he signed a one-year deal with the White Sox.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I
1: mean, minor league contract.
0: Regardless, I mean that's that's damn impressive for what he was. But yeah, he shouldn't be worth any more than fifteen million dollars. And he, even then, you know, you, you kind of wonder what you get. So sorry to go full rant there on us on on all that, but I mean,
1: he averages seventeen starts a year. You're most likely paying him more than a million dollars a start if you sign him.
0: Exactly. I, that, that's tough. I mean, that's again, and if we're going to go on a rant here, this is I guess where I'll go on my rant. That's why I didn't think this this pitching market was all that good. I mean, I think you kind of agree with me. Like there was that one or two guy like Scherzer would have been great to get, but not at that dollar figure, that dollar figure that he signed at. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't trust Robbie Ray. I don't trust Kevin Gosman for four to five years. Hell no. Like there is not a chance on God's green earth, I wouldn't been on been out on him. So that's why I laugh when everybody's like, "Why oh, the Angels haven't signed pitching? Like you got to go after Perry, you go after Artie." It's like, why would you want any of these guys? They're not going to make you better. Like in the long run, in the long run, you look at you know like when Trout and Rendon and and Otani and and Adele and Marsh and you know you're you're just about to hit your your peak with these guys. And you know four years from now, you're going to have Kevin Gosman making. 23 million dollars a year and you're gonna be like, he's putting up a 4.5 or Robbie Ray's putting up a 4-5 ERA and a 4.8 FIP. Like, why why are we doing this? It's it and it's just like full circle. It's full circle. I I just was not in on any of these pitchers at the dollar price first off, but I mean Max Scherzer, you know, would have been great at a thirty million dollar clip, not at 43 million dollars. Um, and then I, I just didn't trust any of these pitchers. I, I just didn't think it was a very good, um, uh, free agent market of pitching. You know, I think that there, I mean, even Stroman had question marks. I, I like the Stroman deal. I would have done that one over any other ones. And, and, you know, same thing with Sendergaard. I would have taken him for more years knowing that he's probably going to return back to what he was a little bit, but I mean, I, I'm just not with it. Sorry to go on that rant. you have anything on that, on, on that topic that I just gave you? Well, I would have given the years to a Robbie Ray,
1: a Kevin Gosman, um, guys like that. But yeah, the, I'm looking at Stephen Matz deal for those guys. Like those guys are about the same in my eyes as Stephen Matt's. They just happen to be really good right
0: before their free agency. John Gray, and, John Gray too. I, I got to throw that name out because I want like that John Gray deal. It's like wow. <laughs>
1: yeah, both those guys. Like those deals, I would have taken. But like if Robbie Ray or Kevin Gosman would have said, hey, I'm looking for four for 50, it's like, okay, Like I'd take Kevin Gosman at four for 50. But when when you start saying five years and over $100 million for a guy who's had one and a half good years, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're going to be – the Angel fans are going to look up in a couple of years and see that the Mariners got a guy who could be similar to Justin Upton where – the Mariner fans are going to be like, how can we trade this guy? He is not worth the money. He is not healthy. He's not this. He's not that. And that's kind of what you're going to, you're going to see.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's like, and I, I, I've mentioned this so many times, that is the biggest misper- like misperception of what the angels are doing right now. It's like, everybody wants that big name. Everybody wants that big dollar figure, but it's gotta be the right one. You know, like, it's got to be at the right dollar price, too. Like, Scherzer's the right guy, 100%. But at $43 million a year, Scherzer doesn't put you over the top to be a winner. <laughs> you know, and that's all Artie's going to give you is that $43 million a year. I mean, to put that in perspective, the Angels spent $49 million on uh, Lorenzen, Iglesias, um, who are the other two? Sindergaard, and Loop. You know, like, that's what they're going to be paying them next year. So, what would you rather have, those four guys? or Noah Sendergaard, you know, like that just, what's up? Oh, I mean, the angels, angels aren't at that point yet. That's, that's my thing. Like the angels need depth. And Perry said this a bunch, you know, like the angels need depth. They need, we need depth. We need depth. We need depth. That's what Perry's been preaching. And that's what Perry's gone and gotten. And, And to go full circle on this whole podcast to your first question, that's why I'm giving them an A because the angels have gone and gotten depth. I mean, does, does your answer change if they just go get Scherzer? It's like an, is is it making an A off season?
1: No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I'm still looking for them to get a shortstop. I'm still looking for them to get a backup catcher. I'm still looking for them to possibly get a minor league. I, I the one thing that really frustrates me about the Angels is they have they don't sign pitchers to minor league free agent deals. Starting pitchers, and I think the last guy that we signed to a minor league free agent deal was Doug Pfister, And the day he had an opt-out clause, he took it, and the Angels could have called him up. Two days later, he's pitching against the Angels for the Red Sox. He goes six innings and gives up one run. And it's like, we had that guy. We needed that guy. And it's just frustrating. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for uh, a minor league guy to help bolster the rotation who possibly could make it out of spring. I'm looking for a good shortstop who can pick it. I'm looking for a guy who can platoon with, with Stassi, and then maybe a guy or two out of the pen. That would give me an A.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm with you on that. Well, so, I mean, that's what the Angels did last year. You know, (laughs) they filled in those spots with guys like they, They, I I gave them a B plus last year because they filled in those spots with depth guys. You know, I think that that's where the right guys got to come in and and sorry for cutting me off there, but I think that's where the right guys got to come in. Like Kurt Suzuki's not that right guy. He never was that right guy. I think we mentioned it on this podcast like 18 or 19 times. Like Kurt Suzuki was not going to be good last year, but you gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's a SoCal guy and and he's older and you know he's going to be good at you know catching per se like calling games. That's that's more okay. what I meant. He's not going to be good at catching because we saw that with Otani and and it just didn't work out very well. I think it hurt Otani, but but yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where we go from here. So Nate, you got any final thoughts for let everybody go?
1: Uh, no, we're all good. Uh, hopefully, we can get this strike or whatever you want to call it out of out of the way and they can find a good compromise. I think that's the biggest thing that I want to preach right now is I, I don't have a side. Like I think there's a fan side to this. I think everyone's like, oh are you on the player side or are you on the, the owner side? And it's like I'm on the fan side. The fan side wants baseball. We want competitive baseball and we want our teams to be able to use the resources that they have. And if that means that some teams have to spend more money. Then that's what it is. Or if, or if that means that um, we allow an extra playoff team, or, or whatever, whatever the rules are, we just want baseball and we want it to be competitive and we want our teams to all have a chance. We don't want to be watching a Dodger team spend, you know, two hundred and eighty million, and you know, just be the the team to beat. We want everyone to be spending close to the same amount of money.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. You know, you, the more and more you look at it. Like I I'll always I'll always take the player's side. I, I'm not a owner guy because I think, you know, where the money goes, but at some point, I and mean, we talked about this last time, you got to compromise. You got to kind of meet in the middle and you got to realize that, you know, you got to take you might have to take a step back to take two steps forward. <laughs> and and that's where I will kind of leave this. So guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast, making us the best Angels podcast out there. Uh, If you could subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, uh, give us a review, whether it's good or bad. Hopefully, it's a five-star review, but if it's good or bad, let us know how we're doing. If you want to join us for Talking Fans, let us know and shoot us a message at Talking Halos. You can also shoot me a message at Jared underscore Tims, and you can shoot Nate a message at NateGreen34. Don't forget to follow us on all of those social medias. And Guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. (laughs)